listening to Daily Note, presenting by Almost Sideways. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. My name is Adam and these are my daily notes where we have fun conversation about films. Today we are not reviewing the stuff that I have on the back burner like Mulholland Drive, but we do have our second annual Spirit Award nominees and who we voted for for this upcoming Spirit Awards. And I can't do this by myself, we have to bring in the one and only Todd Putnam. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I drink your milkshake. If you only knew the power of the dark side. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. This is how I win. Shall we begin? Todd, how you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you, Adam? Oh, it's always a pleasure talking Spirit Award movies with you. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun conversation, I feel. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, the Oscars obviously are the best, but this is my favorite award show of the year, because, just because, I mean, it, it, it highlights the movies that you're not going to see uh, represent anywhere else, and uh, I, I love these kind of movies. Yeah, I'm still convinced that we should do like an almost sideways, like an award, like at least like these are the movies we would have voted for, kind of do like the Mount Rushmore, each one of us get a pick one for the category, then we have the, the, the group pick. I think that would be a fun fun idea in the future at some point and then put them on our own little award page but maybe that's big well, that would be pretty awesome i mean if, if we just uh plan that before we do our top 10 thing i'm sure that uh floating that idea would go over pretty well yeah that would well to be determined who knows if you're listening to this in the future we may or may not have done that so <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway uh I, before we really get into the uh the uh the nominees and who we voted for and kind of our ranking. That's what we kind of did last time. Uh, let's kind of talk about the, uh, what are some of the outs, the high points? What was kind of one of your favorite films that you watched out of all these nominees? Uh, it was, it was difficult this year because there weren't, weren't uh, a lot of those like real hidden gems, but uh, I mean, I think the movie that had ranked the highest was probably uh, Petite Maman. Because I, I mean, and that's a movie that I still don't think that is that easy to see anywhere else. So I mean, the arc screener was like the true, but was the only reason I was able to see it. And that, that movie was just beautiful and brilliant and really short, but also really profound. I definitely have to rewatch that one because I, I just watched. I had to cram a bunch in, and I, I think I got everything in, but I'm, um, I my mind is one of like, it's like I crammed it like three or four movies in a day, and I was like, that was one of them. I, was like, I really liked it, but again. Sometimes when you cram so much, is uh, maybe you lose some stuff. So I think I definitely have oh, yeah. to rewatch that again. But one of my highlights, obviously, I think Mass would be my highest rated. It was my number one of the last year. Oh, but they're right, really right, one, they're really up for one category <laughs> for screenplay, which is very weird because it's get the John Altman Award, right? Yeah, the Robert Altman. Oh, Robert Award. Altman. So what, what that does is uh, it basically is giving the award to the cast, and so <laughs> they don't nominate any of the actors from that because. The whole cast is getting a spirit award, which I guess is a good thing, but it's also it also kind of sucks because uh, those individual actors have gotten almost no love all award season, and this would have been the, the perfect time for, you know, Reed, Bernie, and uh, Martha Plimpton especially to get their get their nominations. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, that, that was my number three of the year. You're, that that is my that uh, that that is the highest ranked one for me too, actually. Yeah, but out of all the other main because Mass was also up for the screenplay nomination here too. But I think at next next here would be like the novice, which I really like. Shiva Baby was another highlight here too. 
Uh, was there anything that you were just like, this was, how did this get nominated? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know there were a few about. that were pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cicada was hmm. was pr- pretty atrocious. And uh, I, I mean, remember I that even... one. <laughs> I tried to forget I it. <laughs> yeah, I even watching it, I mean, everything was really grainy and not like in a, a good independent spirit awards way. It was just, I, I, I don't understand how it actually even got good reviews. That, 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 that I was not a fan of. And obviously, I mean, if you listen to our top 10 of the year episode, uh, you know that I, my disdain for the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. So, yeah, I, I kind of I liked that one. I gave it a little bit more. I should put all back real quick. Uh, I gave killing of Kenneth Chamberlain a little bit more love than you did. That performance that he gives in that movie is rather good, but it is kind of like a movie. It's like, why is it this good made into a, a feature length movie? It's kind of. Something that you know we see that quite a bit and just was put together really. Kind of, I don't know. I didn't really care for that one, but yeah. more like I gave it more high because the, the performance is pretty decent at least anyway. So yeah, yeah, he he's he's great, of course. Yeah. The uh, let's see what other movies did I give pretty low ratings? Um, I don't know. The Nowhere In. I I think originally I think I gave it a little higher on the, the website, but then rethinking it, I kind of have jumped to conclusions sometimes <laughs> on my rankings. I, I'll admit that, but I think that one's not the highest one. I think uh, crypto zoo is kind of like Jurassic park on acid, uh, but it, it, it's in- rather interesting watch, but I, I need to be in the right mindset. I feel for that one too. Cool. Okay. I have not anyway. seen that one yet, unfortunately. How about, what did you think of the nowhere in? I mean, it was, I understand its nomination for sure. It was nominated for best editing, but I'm just, I thought it was kind of a mess, but I think that was sort of the point as well. I mean, maybe I wasn't in the right mindset to watch it, but uh, I mean, I I could see a scenario where I would have been taken by it, but I I wasn't really a fan of that one. Yeah. The editing was pretty good though. So I get, I get the love there. Uh, But I guess the first thing we should do before we start talking about movies is, Hey Todd, what are you drinking? Cause we have to go with Bill Murray here. what, What are you drinking? Uh, I have bourbon. This is uh, the Earl Settler bourbon with a couple of cubes of ice. So there we go. a little chilled while I am chilling in this, uh, you know, 28 degree weather that we have here in lovely Washington. I see what you did there. Dig it. Uh, I got some Maker's Mark. Got some chilled as well with a couple ice cubes there. So cheers. Sipping on some whiskey. I think it's a good occasion for some whiskey, bourbon. You know, you're talking about some movies here. Anyway, let's jump into the, the first category here, and we're going to go Oscars type stuff here. Best Supporting Male in a Feature Film. Uh, our nominees are Coleman Domingo for Zola, Miko Gatsu for Queen of Glory, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Will Patton for Sweet Thing, and Chasky Spencer for Wild Indian. All right, so... Uh, Pretty good nominees. There's uh, Will Patton. I didn't even know he was in something until this nominee nomination came out. So I had just watched that one. Uh, it's an in- interesting movie. I thought he was Will Patton, but anyway, <laughs> a drunk Will Patton at, at that. But yes, yeah, similar to his performance last year in uh, Minari. Minari. There we go. Yeah. Making up for a uh, previous film. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, you want to just let's just go back and forth. Uh, what what's your fifth? What would be your fifth ranked performance here? This is actually a really good group of nominees. Mm-hmm. I but fifth, Great. I have uh, Miko. Uh, I'm not, 
for uh, Queen of Glory, which is a movie I like, but I mean, he and he is a really interesting actor. Um, he was in probably my favorite episode of Euphoria uh, and a really kind of a creepy performance. And th- this is a, an- another one, definitely a standout in that movie. But that, I mean, he's he's dealing with some heavy hitters above him. So unfortunately, True. that's my number five. But I mean, I have no problem with his nomination. Yeah, my, my number five would be Will Patton. I think that the other performances kind of captivated me a little bit more in there he's fine um but again i think I've, we've already seen it before but still a good performance it's good to see him and everything we remember the titans anyway uh what's our <laughs> all right how about your number four uh my number four is uh troy kotzer which i mean i i really like coda and i think he's really good but it is sort of almost a gimmick at some point and so i, I don't think that he should be like winning this award or winning the oscar but um he, he's obviously great, and he, he's the emotional core of that movie. Good pick, good pick. Uh, my number four, I went with Chosky Spencer for Wild Indian. Um, I think his, I, that's another one that I definitely really want to rewatch because I think that's a really actually a pretty dang good movie. Uh, but I, his performance was really uh, was a really good part of it, and he's uh, kind of the what's what's the, what word i'm looking for kind of the conflicted character that goes through he has had the, kind of the troubled life in there too and his performance is really good there's a lot of layers there but um that i just narrowly missing the third spot for me i think i can flip either one of those and and i'll be perfectly fine so cool all right number three uh number three is where i have will Patton. i mean maybe i'm just a fan but i i i, I think he he was um I think he was uh, really good in that movie, and it, I mean, and he's not even the focus of the movie at all. But I, I think that it is one of his his better performances, and it's good to see him actually get singled out for something because I don't think yeah. I've ever seen him get a nomination of any kind. That's a good point there. Yeah, he did. He definitely did good, and I'm glad he is getting recognition too. So, I just that that's just, it's just a tough. This category is just really stacked with a lot of performances that are really really dang solid. So. Uh, my number three is going to be Troy Kotzer as well. Uh, well, not as well, but you know, just a little bit for yours. Uh, I could flip either the, the um, Chasky Spencer or Troy here. I, both he, He's the emotional center of the film. Basically, everything you said was like, he's really good. I'm glad that he got nominated for the Oscar. I'm glad that that, that performance has kind of kind of went it was, they were really talking about when coda first came out that they, that was the one of the best performances of the year and the year hadn't even started really so have to see that kind of performance carry over to the oscars and get some love there really happy to see it so that's gonna be my number three though cool. number two I mean, I, that, that, that's weird the the one oscar nominee is not even in either of our top two so yeah that, that is kind of weird uh, but I don't know. I just maybe those other performances kind of just kind of hit home with us or connected well a little more with us. That's probably what it is. So definitely. Yeah. How about that? Your number two. Number two is where I have Coleman Domingo, uh, which is I mean I love Zola and he is like Coleman Domingo has really made a name for himself the last few years, especially I mean last year he had Maureen's Black Bottom where he sort of I think he was nominated here as well last yeah, year. Actually, yeah, maybe. And. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he he seems to pop up everything. Another actor that's in Euphoria, and he's a in Zola. He's just a force. Like I, I don't know, I don't know how else to describe it. He's he's amazing in that movie, and I don't know why I don't have number one, but uh, he. Uh, I'm maybe surprised. I was just trying to mix it up a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> 
And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, Chaske Spencer is going to be a good number one conversation there. But anyway, uh, number my number two is going to be Miko uh, Gatsu, Gats, Gatso, uh, but for Queen of Glory. I don't know. I, I wasn't a, as big a fan of Queen of Glory as you were, but I thought he was definitely something that kind of elevated the material that when he was on screen, I wanted to pay attention. I actually, I really liked his character and the emotional pack that he did with that Queen of Glory movie. Uh, something about the supporting characters that are actually, I think, even more interesting than the leads here. So I think for him, that's that's why I have him at number two for myself. So, all right, number one. Your, what's your number one? Yeah, I mean Ch Chask or Chasky Spencer. I don't know how you actually say his name uh, in Wild Indian. That that's a performance that like got under my skin and it just stuck mm. with me for a long time. Because when I watched that movie, I I I liked the movie quite a bit. And but that was the one thing that I, I kept thinking back on and was like that performance. And yeah, the, like you said, the conf conflicted emotions that you get from that character. It's I, I think he's he's fantastic. And uh, he, he would honestly be my like second or third choice overall for the year, not even just independent films. Oh, damn. That. Yeah. Now that you got me second guessing where I have him as well. <laughs> Yeah, that performance is really good. You can you can definitely feel the weight that's on him as well. He's definitely the uh, one that's carrying the heaviest burden in that film, which is really go check out that movie. That's really good. You understand what we're talking about. Uh, but number one, my number one, I'm going with uh, Coleman Domingo uh, for Sola. Nice. The more I thought about this movie, I kind of think you're right. This may be a top ten movie. Like it's definitely it's moved up as I as the more I think about it. It's the one movie um, recently that had, I was like, man. I definitely want to rewatch that Twitter thread movie again. And <laughs> but uh, Coleman Domingo, man, talk about a performance that has, um, you know, I talked about uh, with Amico that his performance was maybe even more interesting. His character is more interesting than our leads, and that's kind of what Coleman Domingo was here. Uh, I, I really like uh, another performance we'll mention later. Uh, but uh, yeah, Coleman Domingo, my number one, who I voted for uh, for the Spirit Award here, and I, I'm not, I'm not ashamed about it. He uh, he deserved it. Oh yeah, if he wins, I'll be thrilled. I mean, because I mean, I think this is for sure. Like, we're gonna do our predictions, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I, I wasn't plan I, as we were talking. I was like, we should do that. We should say who's gonna win. Actually, <laughs> what's our prediction? <laughs> well, I mean, Troy Kotz is gonna win this, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm, if 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 honestly, I I'm I'd be, I'm okay with Troy Kotz because I I think I think he is really good in that movie. But I mean, if basically if any of the other ones win, I would be. I'd be kind of thrilled. Even Miko, who I've been, I've ranked last, I, I think that'd be a really cool thing for him to get up and, and give a speech because I, I don't know that anybody recognizes or knows who that that guy is. You know? Yeah. Be very. I mean, yeah. Be fun to see who actually wins this one. This one's I think is pretty. Troy Kotzer, I think is the kind of the front runner because of all the the other love that he's been getting. But I'm, I'm don't sleep on anybody else in this category. I think so. All right. Where do you want to go to next? I'll leave it up to you. Put the pressure on you this time. Uh, well, let's let's wrap up the supporting categories. Let's go okay, let's do it then. Supporting uh, female. All right, we got we got some good uh, ladies here in this group here. Uh, first off, we have Jesse Buckley, the Oscar nominee, not a native actress there yes. for the Lost Daughter. Amy Forsyth. Uh, for Forsyth. Forsyth, my goodness, the whiskey's hitting. I'm blaming it on that for the novice. <laughs> uh, we have Ruth Nega for passing, kind of maybe, probably Oscar snubbed there. Mm -hmm. uh, Rafinka and uh, Russell for pleasure. I mispronounced her name. Sorry about that. And Susanna's son for Red Rocket. 
really interesting ca uh, category here. Um, you kicked off the last time. I'm going to go with give you my number five here. I'm going to go with Ravika and uh, Russell here for pleasure. Uh, for the simple fact is that it, it I couldn't did not know which character she was playing. <laughs> it, 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 it's um, she's like the roommate, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it is the roommate. But when you look on IMDb, there's no picture there, and you can't really find a picture on on Google what it is. So I had to go because based on she is a porn star. Well, good. I'm glad. Well, and so you have some uh, family <laughs> settings yeah. on your computer, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's good. My wife's happy with that. No, no, that, that's really good. But anyway, yeah. But uh, she's she's good. I thought the roommate, but that that movie is depending on what, what you feel like. She she's fine in the movie, but she's just like, my least um, stands out for this category for me. So that's why she's in my number five. Yeah, she's my number five as well. And it's nothing really against her. It's just I. I, I understand the, the 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 need for the the whoever voted or whoever decided these nominees to uh, extend their criteria and to to uh, recognize somebody like her who is doing something that she definitely hasn't really done before. I just don't think, on the whole, her performance is that good. Mm -hmm. I I mean I, I I get that that's not that's not her thing and be like it's like. But they're basically just recognizing a non-professional actor, and which is okay. It's just not my kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. I get that too. So, our number four. Now, this is where it gets a little tough, tougher here, because the more uh, this category is kind of sh sh shook up here. But I'm going with Amy Forsythe for the novice here. Another really strong performance. I really, I'm a bigger fan of the novice than anybody on our our website. Probably of the last year it was my number two film of. 2021 which i'm it's 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 an, it's an adam movie kind of reminded me of whiplash it's kind of very similar to, uh, feelings to it i get it but her performance is really solid here but it, it, it proves for the how strong the other leading or supporting ladies here are in this category but i'm going to go with amy Forsyth as uh, my fourth pick right uh, currently so that's where i have her yeah that's right where i have her as well we're matched um, up yeah, I mean, I, I do like the movie, not as much as you, but I mean, that, that character was just wasn't what, what I was necessarily interested in the cast. So I it was a, it was kind of a confusing nomination when I when I actually watched the movie. But agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, there were just were so many better ways that they could have gone with. Uh, I mean, like Riley Keough, for example. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, actually, now that you think about it, that is a pretty big snub there, actually, considering how much they kind of loved that movie. Yeah, like what seven nominations or something? Yeah, like, <laughs> one of the like one of the biggest, uh, most of the, for this last year or this this upcoming year. But anyway, uh, how about number three on my list? This is where definitely I'm kind of tossing a turn in, but I'm going with Ruth Nega for passing. I really loved her in Loving as well. She was in my uh, leading ladies for that year. Really good, uh, good movie. Um, a solid film. I think I gave it like three stars. Where I thought her performance was really good. Uh, Tessa Thompson, her chemistry are really. Pair, they pair really well together. Uh, Ruth Nega is a very amazing actress. I want to see her do more things, though. I want her to get more of like a more uh, a big leading movie or a, some bigger role there too, so you can see her in more things. I think she's very talented. And but for me, it's the performance that I was kind of more interested in and kind of see where that character is going. And I know there was some conflictions between where where what she was deciding here. But Ruth Nega for me is going to be my number three. I just like the other two performances a little bit better. Yeah, we're still right in line. That's my number three as well. I, 
I mean, I actually was a big fan of passing. I think it was in my top 20 of the year. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, Ruth Nega is amazing. I think it's a really high war kind of performance because I don't really know a whole lot of people that not only just like look that part, but I actually could embody it the way that she does. She's a really talented mm-hmm. actress. And yeah, but um, unfortunately, it's number three because I, I mean, I really love the, the, the other two. Yeah, the same here. Uh, same here. So number two, hopefully, uh, it'd be weird if we maxed the same because similar... Uh, top fives here but number two i'm going with Susanna sun for red rocket did we match up again yeah that's my number two as well okay okay cool (laughs) talk about an uncomfortable performance like (laughs) that was definitely one uh where in my head i was like i had to research it uh, uh, like wait how old is she really (laughs) going up for here um uh, but her performance here in red rocket that's a great movie i I love it any movie that this guy does uh, the director does it, it's a fascinating performance it's uh she plays it really well i can definitely say that uh, she's definitely deserving of even a, a win here i would think too and i wouldn't be completely happy if she won uh, for the, this performance in red rock it was it's, it's just a great movie all the way around but i'm gonna she's my number two for right now yeah i i agree and she 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 has been singled out a lot in in, in reviews for that movie, and I, I totally get it. Like she, she's she's great. I'd never seen her before, and mm-hmm. I mean she just I mean you know, there's certain actors that fit in a director's world, and I feel like she just fits in Sean Baker's world, and uh, yeah. you know, she she's great. Yeah, definitely. I was definitely one I want to rewatch, um, and we'll talk about that Red Rocket a little bit um, later as well. Uh, but number one, easily Jesse Buckley for me. I've all, I'm a huge fan of uh, Wild Rose, and uh, thought she was really great. I love the song Glasgow that she sings in that film. But we're the Lost Daughter here, though. I I didn't listen to you guys' review. I think maybe I watched the movie after you guys had dropped it. But I was like, I know I gotta watch this one. I know Olivia Coleman's in it. I'm not really familiar with what's going on, so I didn't even know she was in this movie, and I didn't realize she was playing the younger version of Olivia Coleman. So I think that made me even like it even more. Uh, I think Jesse Buckley. I, I love Olivia Coleman. She's amazing, but I think Jesse Buckley even outshines her performance. There's definitely that other undertone um, tone here that she brings to it that is just makes me excited I, I definitely now that she had the oscar nominee the surprise i think it was a surprise that she got nominated to be honest but oh yeah yeah um, but so hopefully that's kind of skyrockets her into more performances more roles and i would love to see her be like have the same ex- same excess success as olivia coleman i think that would be fantastic to see yeah i mean i i liked her in wild rose too and i mean i was the biggest fan on her podcast of i'm thinking of ending things i mean, i think she's i think she's an extraordinary actress and yeah oh, yeah, she was a highlight yeah she's she's a highlight of the lost daughter for me i mean her and dakota johnson i think are both fantastic both of them could have easily been in this category but mm-hmm. jesse buckley i think should be probably winning the oscar uh she's not going to because ariana debose is but uh I, I think jesse buckley is is one of the true treasures we have uh and uh i i I would love if she won this category. Yeah, Ariana DeBose is the uh, going to be the third perform or third, a third set of actors to win uh, Oscar for the same perf- same character performance with Heath Ledger and Joaquin uh, right. Brando and uh, De Niro and DeBose and Rita Moreno, the same character. I hopefully that was right, but <laughs> sounds, I'm, yeah, you... I'm sure I read that right. <laughs> All right, let's get to a tech category, shall we? All right, how do I? Wait, what's our prediction here? Who oh, yeah, prediction. Jesse Buckley 
or Ruth Nega. It's going to be one of those two. I think Susanna Sillen is going to win. Ooh, I like it's, it. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that movie, especially with the kind of crowd that votes on this, I, I think they are huge Red Rocket fans. And uh, I think this, I don't know. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a stab, but I I, I think I, I think she's gonna win. Mm. I I'm not upset with it at all. I think that's a. I would be happy with that pick. I would be happy with that win for sure. All right, let's go into. Let's go into let's go cinematography, shall we? Okay. Cinematography. Okay, we have uh, Ante Shang, Matthew Chung for Blue Bayou. Uh, Lowell Crowley for The Humans, Tim Curtin for Assyria, Edu Grayu for Passing, and Aria Wegner for Zola. All right, kick it off. Uh, so in fifth, I have um, The Humans because it's one of those movies. It, it is really sort of complicated how it's shot, but I mean, it is just all basically set in one building. And I'm, I just, I, I don't think the cinematography stands out that much. I mean, the camera movements are really great, but not, I mean, the, these other ones are like true achievements in actual, like making a motion picture. Yeah, the, the, I agree. The humans is going to be my fifth one here too. I was just thinking the whole time I was like, wasn't thinking about what the editing was. I was thinking, how did all these actors agree to this movie? Like all these, and I was like, how did I not know that this was a thing until like fairly recently? And yeah, that was a movie. Yeah. So yep. I was a huge fan on the humans, but yeah, it was, it's, it was fine. I guess there was a, that, that one cool shot at the end where you can see both floors. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go with your number four. My number four is Ashiara. I think is how you would pronounce that. But um, honestly, I'm not really sure what, what the oh. nomination is for in this movie. But I mean, the movie is pretty good. I, I just didn't, didn't really understand why it was nominated for cinematography. Yeah, that was kind of, I'm in the same boat with you. I was like, it was good. Uh, but, but it got several nominations. So good that a movie like that got some some love there. And so made people go hopefully go see it so yeah i'm, I'm right right there with you too so we're time we're matching up again todd we're matching up again so far oh, so good what's number three my number three is zola uh this is a movie oh. that I, I think it's the actual like movement of the camera that makes it cinematography impressive uh but i mean for me when i look at cinematography it's about something more than that and so this is this is gonna be right in the middle for me hmm yeah, that, that I kind of I had passing here. I, like I think it's it's hard. I'm still learning what like how the importance of editing and the camera movements too. And I, I have to think that when I think of cinematography, I have to visually appealing. There were some really cool shots that passing did. I I, I enjoy the way the, it, the camera moved and everything like that. But for me, it, it was like it's right in the middle for me as well. It's just kind of what you felt like for uh, Zola was kind of like where I'm at with passing. It's. It was good. It was like I, I enjoyed, but it's kind of a weird nomination. I didn't think anything like necessarily stood out as like that was amazing, but still shot really beautifully. It looked it looked amazing though, especially in black and white. So yeah, uh, my number two, I have uh, Blue Bio. 
by you and that's that, that is a movie that is really trying to showcase its cinematography like that everything is like a really crisp shot there, there's a lot of like long uh shots of 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 uh of different things and uh it, it everything looks great and it is it is a real achievement in cinematography um but i have one more oh well we know what's that and then you're basically like put a smile on like you're an idiot, Adam. You missed this <laughs> perfect cinematography. No, <laughs> I'm going with Zola uh, for number two for me. Um, I I really liked the movie, of course, and I think it the the way the story was put together, I think, is a bigger achievement. To that the way the, the shots are done are uh, really makes it visually interesting as well when stuff isn't happening. Uh, but Sola for me is I'm giving this slight edge over passing here, but it's a really, a sh really coolly shot movie for me. So. Yeah. So my number one was it, it and is passing. Uh, maybe I'm like the Academy. I'm just a sucker for black and white, but I think the movie is beautiful. Like uh, every scene I feel like has like a, a real full picture of, and that, that, that just looks great. And I, I it, may, it probably is something to do with the black and white, but I mean, I, I, that's one of my favorite cinematography jobs of the year. Well, maybe I need to go re revisit that or appreciate black and white movies a little bit more. I need definitely need to, I know that that's some of my big blind spots is some of the older works there. So um, definitely that's on my to-do list to appreciate, go back and watch some older ones. So I get more of appreciation of it too. So, but it's a good, it's a good, going to be a good, uh, it's a good number one for you. So, so good choice, but cool. I'm with blue uh, by you here. I, like I said, I think there was a, definitely a showcase to be made here that I could kind of tell that it was, even though I didn't really, the movie's fine, but the definite standout here was the cinematography for sure. So definitely the one that I, at least that I voted for, I thought out of anything, I was like, this is the one that kind of deserved it for compared to the other ones for me. So Absolutely. So but what is going to win, Adam? Uh, now that you say it, I think passing has to, it's going to probably be the one that's going to win. I think yeah, that I, I, it's going to need to want to, they want to want to give it to something. Yeah, I on Gold Derby, I did predict passing, but I, I think the humans honestly could win because I, I, I think oh, that Lord. that I, I've, I've seen a lot of people that, that have just really praised how that movie shot, and uh, even though the movie made no waves basically anywhere else, like. I don't know, but I mean, I think passing is probably going to win and be the safe pick. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> um, I had, one of my friends had that like almost in our Twitter friends had it like in their almost in their top ten of the year. It was like their fifteenth favorite movie of the year or something like that. I was like, what, what the humans? Know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was like, uh, unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> burn. But yeah, that's a big, big, big burn. Where do you want to go to next? Uh, why don't we go to a uh, documentary? Okay. Documentary. This is the one I will have to say I didn't get to see Ascension yet. So this is the one that mm. I, I I couldn't honestly vote on it, even though I know who I would vote for. And we'll still talk, discuss the, uh, the nominees here. But honestly, if I'm being honest, I did not see that one. Okay. Even though I'm planning on seeing it. But at the same time, it's like, I really like my number, the one that I would vote for. So, but let's that, let's discuss it. All right. Um, so, you starting? Oh yeah, I should start this one. Huh? Okay, I'm going to go with my. You want to read the nominees first? Oh, 
Yeah, that's a good point, Adam. Come on. <laughs> Ascension, flee in the same breath, procession, and summer of soul. Two Oscar-nominated documentaries here. I was surprised one of the movies I thought was going to make a, an Oscar uh, nomination there, but missed out, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, what's your uh, number five? My number five is in the same breath. And that's a movie that is good, but at the same time, I think it is going a little overboard in in its message. It is definitely like Academy catnip. I can't believe the Oscars actually snubbed it, but I mean... Yeah, I'm kind of surprised too. Uh, I mean, the movie's good, but I mean, I, I I think this is actually a really good group of documentaries. Yeah. Um, I I agree. I For me, my number, um, my bottom one would be number four, uh, Procession. I... It's it's a good documentary. It's it's definitely um, for people dealing with trauma, especially that kind of. It's it's good to see them kind of get, get release their emotions and come to terms with what what the kind of things that have happened. But for me, it's the one that I just I I I it was good, but it's just not something that I would. It just clearly was the one that I was not as as high on as the other ones. If that makes sense. Okay. Well, my number four was Ascension which i watched probably the longest ago but i mean it's it's order it's a lot about china and about like a, what it is to be or like to to achieve the chinese dream i guess and uh it, it's an interesting documentary it's not one that i i necessarily was like drawn to as much as i was some other ones but it it is really well made and i i could see why i was nominated here yeah that's one I definitely, like I said, definitely need to see that one. But my number four, which I was, or my bottom one would be in the same breath. I thought what they were able to do with that one, especially getting the, all the footage they were able to get, considering that, you know, being in a country where they're, they're shutting down the hospitals where they don't want the footage and they'll take those the footage and people just like disappear. Uh, I thought that was an achievement in itself. Uh, I definitely think it was Academy Catnip, but it, I was engaged in the whole the whole time. I was like, "Oh, that's crazy!" Even though you kind of hear one side of media side over here and seeing the different reactions. And currently, like on my list, I, how I ranked all my movies for 2021, I just put this right next to Fauci. I, I the, the Fauci documentary on Disney Plus. I was like, "Well, they just go, they go just hand in hand." That's like you watch. It's like a it's double true. feature of COVID. There, <laughs> watch it. <laughs> you get the. That's uh, a good call. Get, yeah, you get the uh, one version, you get the American version. But anyway, uh, that's where I have it. So it's solid movie. I'm, but yeah, it's, it's down. The yeah, the, the movie's conflicting because I mean, there there's some things that I feel like it's counterproductive what they're doing. Even like I feel like I feel like some things that they're saying they're actually like throwing egg in their own face at the same time. It, it's really a, a strange documentary. And but I mean, if you're looking at it from one lens, then yeah, you're gonna think this is really great. Yeah, and that I was kind of like seeing both sides. I was like, I was like, yeah, it's like, I, it's kind of, yeah, it's the same kind of thought. It kind of seems kind of productive, but then at the same time, it's like, oh wow, they they pulled something off here, getting some stuff that I was never thought about. So, anyway, let's move on to the next one. My number three is Procession. Uh, I I really dug this movie. It, to me, it reminded me of like the act of killing or one of those things where it's wow. like you're getting this like sort of yeah, like you said, like letting out of 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 like your feelings and and doing it through art and it, i think it, it was a really interesting way of 
of, of even a, of approaching a subject like that. And I, I, I was, I was engaged the entire time. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Maybe I'm a, a little too harsh on that one, but yeah, that it's, it's still, still a really interesting way how they were able to do it. And I'm just, it's good to get those feelings out there for those, those guys there. So yeah, solid documentary streaming on Netflix guys. So, um, uh, number, this is where it gets a little tough for me. Uh, uh, the top two here, both streaming uh, on <laughs> once streaming on Disney Plus. I know that, which is kind of odd. Uh, but uh, my number, my second one would be Summer of Soul, which would be on uh, uh, Zach's top ten, and he's rolling around like, "What the hell are you?" No, but uh, Summer of Soul for me is uh, it's a really interesting uh, documentary. Quest Love Oscar nominated, which is awesome. Um, but it was really cool to see this whole event play out on the screen and all the footage they were able to get, and not necessarily just tell, like, "Oh, this is what happened," but they actually showed like the music. And I actually really like when documentaries do that. It kind of reminded me of a little, a little bit of like the Rolling Thunder review that Martin Scorsese did about Bob Dylan. Uh, very similar, but obviously two different thing, you know, different ends of the spectrum of music. Uh, but really entertaining there, especially if you like some really uh, good like soul and. Music there, Summer Soul is something that you should definitely take a look at. It's streaming on like I think it's on Hulu and um, Disney right. Plus now too. So streaming on both of those platforms, it's it's easily accessible and it's probably going to win the Oscar. It's going to be up one of the, the for these next two movies here. Yeah, uh, that is my number two as well. Uh, for me, like the the movie is a lot of performance and then some context, which to me makes it feel most like that uh woodstock 99 movie that also came out last year but th- like, this is, right yeah which i mean i didn't like the movie i mean some wrestle is better than that but i mean it, it it has a really similar vibe to that and it's good i think it ultimately is pretty overrated but uh it, it's hard to deny like the just the thrill of actually watching of watching the movie music documentaries always seem to like just pack up the good punch there but sometimes when they put get put in top tens list of the year, you know maybe right. <laughs> he can say that about most of my top tens though, so I'm not gonna <laughs> give Zach too much crap. Uh, no, it's still a good movie though. Uh, my number one though, I'm gonna I'm going with Flea. That, that's the one I would vote for. It, it was not ex- I didn't know necessarily what to expect with this film, um, but three Oscar nominations that they got they pulled it off. They got they pulled the three off, which is awesome. Uh, but I think this one. Uh, was such an interesting way of telling a story while remaining confidential and keeping your, you know, your kind of a, immunity in a sense, and, and but also be able to release again. We're talking about the releasing of kind of uh, a past experience, and it was just like a whirlwind of emotions, up and downs of his this guy's life, and uh, seeing where he inevitably ends up is uh, really awesome, and I, I really just cannot wait to watch this one again i definitely want to rewatch it and i think you get a little bit more out of it it's a really good human story there yeah it's a creative way of telling the story i just don't know if it needed to necessarily be animated i because I, I don't honestly i think i said this in our last podcast i don't think the animation is really all that impressive i think it actually kind of looks a little junky but the the but overall like yeah that's kind of the way that it sort of had to be told and uh it, it's a great story and i mean it it's definitely the best of this group yeah. Now I haven't like necessarily seen it, but like loving Vincent is, has that kind of weird. Well, that's more like a watercolor painting. Um, just disregard that. I don't know where I was going with that. I thought 
this was based off uh, animation styles, but never mind. I'll, I'll shut up now. But Flea, that's who that's I think cool. is going to win this movie. Flea is going to win this category. That's what I'll say. That's my prediction. Yeah, I that that is what I predicted as well. I mean, I think, um, as I say, you know, Spirit Awards are voted on by Film Twitter, and I think Flea is like probably one of the crown jewels of Film Twitter. There we go. Yeah, one of my friends, um, Dwayne from the Cinemating World, he the guy that went to Dunkin' Donuts. You may remember that interview way way back. Right. Uh, this was his number two film of the year. So. And it's a definitely a really cool shout out to Dwayne and the Cinemania World Podcast. All right, let's go to uh, let's 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 jump into. Hmm. All right, I should have had this prepared. At let's talk about the John Cassavetes Award real quick. I know we can't vote on this one, but let's at least discuss them real quick. We'll run through them real quick. Um, uh, number. Five films nominated here. We have Crypto Zoo, Jockey, Shiva Baby, Sweet Thing, and this is not a war story. Uh, some really interesting movies here. Uh, what we really can't really, we're not really voting on them. Um, but and we, you know we hadn't we hadn't seen a Crypto Zoo yet. But what was kind of your maybe a couple standouts here for you in this category? Uh, I mean, this is not a war story. Is one that I that I was really drawn to. Mm-hmm. That, I think that that is probably my favorite in the group. And I, I know you love Shiva Baby. And I, I think it's, I think it is really, it, it is really a genuine story. And uh, the, the, those be probably my top two. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I, I mean, I haven't seen CryptoZoo and I know it's probably really good. But uh, yeah, this, this is not a war story, though. It was, was something I was not expecting. And I, I, I was taken by it. Shiva Baby for me is uh, my it was in my top ten. I thoroughly enjoy enjoy it quite a bit. This is such an awkward, uncomfortable film at times, but yes. it's really compelling. This is not a war story. Originally, I was like, "Oh, this is good," and then it just hits you and stays with you, and you're just thinking about it. And it's really dang good. Both those movies streaming on HBO Max definitely uh, watch them because they need to be seen. Both of them. The other ones movies are fine. Um, they're, they're still good, um, but there's those other two ones just are leagues above um, the other one. And yeah, currently, I, is going to win. I it's mean, going to win. Shiva Baby is winning. That's the, definitely the, the one that's got the most buzz behind it, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotten all the, you know, best first feature kind of best or directorial debut things throughout the award season. Yeah. Shiva Baby is still in the public conscience. When this is not a war story, this is really the only time I've seen it mentioned anywhere. Mm. Which is unfortunate. Yeah, definitely unfortunate. That's uh, but but it's a really good movie. I, I really like the chemistry between the two leads here. But a really compelling characters there. But uh, what's our next category, Todd? Uh, let's go to best first screenplay. Ooh, here we go. Switching all the way over here. Okay, first screenplay. We have Lyle Mitchell Corbin Jr. for Wild Indian. Matt Pfeiffer, story by Sheldon D. Brown for Cicada. Uh, Satara Michelle Ford for Test Pattern, Fran, Fran Kranz for Moss, and Michael Zanarski, story by fin, Vanessa Block, and Michael Zanarski for Pig. I need to lay off the whiskey here. The names make it a little harder now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your number five, my friend? Uh, well, it's Sakata. I mean, like, yeah. like I was saying before, yeah, I, I, don't, right. I didn't like the movie. And, uh, 
made even worse because they took our, their screener down and we had to actually pay to watch that and it wasn't and it was not good not good okay yeah we're gonna, i'll i'll second that so okay all right uh number four for you uh number four is where i have test pattern mm. which i don't know if it's really a necessarily achievement in screenplay the movie is really good and it's really compelling uh but it's I don't know. I mean, this is this is a. I mean, this is one of my favorite categories every year, honestly. And uh, so, test pattern in a in a lesser group could be higher, but uh, here I have a number four. Yeah, test pattern, uh, Zach's number ten movie, and it's uh, rightfully deserving to be in a top ten. It's really dang good. Uh, so I'm glad I got some love. Uh, one of our top tens, anyway. But yeah, test pattern here, it's it's definitely a good story. It's not necessarily there's these other movies just have a lot more to do. I think there's a lot more. World to develop there, a test pattern is good. It's it's just my number four. Lesser year, this could be number one easily. So, all right, what's yep. number three? Number three is where I have Wild Indian. Yep. Which I mean, this is one of those movies like this popped up a bunch of places in these awards, which is great because it's, these kind of movies I would have never even come across, and uh, I, I I think it's. It, it doesn't feel as indie as the movie actually is because I, I think it is a really universal story. And I, I, I was, I don't know. I just really liked the movie and the screenplay is really good. It definitely had some complex characters there. Wild Indian is my number three too, by the way. And uh, it's, it's a really great screenplay. I think the, the sporting characters by far even more interesting than our lead here because of the confliction there. But yeah, it's, it, I'm glad we get a we're able to watch it. Cause I remember this popping up on Amazon prime random, like randomly i was like oh i may have to watch this one who knows just to try to find some random movies that with really low votes on imdb to try to try to please put that in my top 10 but it didn't quite quite get there but it's a dang i'm really excited to watch this one it's and it's just a really good movie that people need to watch so well then number three for me this is where it gets tough i think this is where it gets tough these next two yeah my, my number two is pig yeah uh, i mean i i love pig like I mean, I think I was I was definitely the biggest fan of a, a, on the on the website. I'm pretty sure I had it my number five of the year, or no. I go it's four and now it's five because we're. I have so I have it at four currently. Okay, not so. that not that it's just, you've even seen more so, movies too though. In, you've seen like like forty more movies than I have probably. Yeah, that's true. But uh, it, it, I I think that movie has a really difficult story to tell, and it does it in a way that isn't. That, that, that isn't forced and it, it's not like showy it's just it feels real and it feels authentic and that and for something as extreme as a guy who's a former chef trying to go find his pig in portland like that sounds like a like a great just like you know 10 word uh pitch for a movie like i i think they they actually have so much depth and and the the screenplay like or the the script that's written just when like two characters are talking like i think it's i think it's extraordinary yeah really uh really awesome movie here pig i, I absolutely loved it first time watched it, watching it it's just great nicholas cage back in the forefront getting that unbearable weight of uh, massive talent yes. i just saw the trailer i just saw the trailer for that when we went to see uncharted man i cannot wait for that I had a smile on my face for that but anyway a pig for me I'm, I'm saying it again man i've said it last time we did top 10 of the year it's john wick with chefs man it's it, i got that john wick vibes from it it's it's so weird uh, i don't i can't explain why but it just feels like there's an underground world of chefs that just want to beat the hell out of each other with their food beat, yes. beat they want to beat up your taste buds with their food i can just see gordon ramsay like 
take like taking on everybody. That's what I that's what I see. Yes. <laughs> and I would be all bored for the sequel called Pigs. <laughs> that was dumb. Anyway, Our, what's, your, what's your number pig one? Two pig harder or something or <laughs> pig year. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay. Num- uh, yeah, number one for both of us <laughs> is, of course, Mass. Uh, yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's a miracle of a movie. The, the, having four characters just sitting in a room talking and have it be as intense and as emotional and as devastating as that movie is, is, I mean, it, it's it's a credit to Frank Kranz, who, I don't know, I mean, having as a first movie, especially as a first screenplay, I mean, it's 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 unbelievable the the level of depth that he he's able to put in this movie. Yeah, it it's a an emotional roller coaster again. Uh, my, my number one film of the year. Right when I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's the probably the best thing I've seen um, this year. I, when you get conflicted, and I, it made me want to do some research, like how which one, which which was the shooting that you know kind of sparked his interest. At, not interest, but why did he want to make this, and what was the reason why? Um, and when you get a movie that does that, makes you want to go deeper and kind of questions your boundary, pushes your boundaries on like your emotional range. I think that's what Mass did for me, and that's uh, why it would be what why I'm voting for it, and why it's my number one as well. So it's a good, yeah. I'm glad it got. It's weird that it got the screenplay because. But we talked about the Robert Altman. It's for the that's for the actors. But it's glad that it got at least some recognition here. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to seen it get into other categories. As well, yeah. but you know, but I mean, what is going to win, Adam? Uh, it should be Mass. It should be Mass. But there's a world where Pig wins, right? Yeah, that I'm actually predicting Pig because I I think everybody loves that movie and it's it's real. Everyone is so devastated every time it doesn't get nominations or doesn't get awards. I think that there is a, a and especially because this is the only chance we have to vote for the movie uh, because oh, we don't vote yeah, on the other favorite Twitter. Yeah, well, we the, like it was nominated for the Someone to Watch Award, which uh, is a is a grant that we don't get a vote on, obviously. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's the only chance we get to vote for it, and the only award that it could possibly win. Maybe Nick Cage shows up for the ceremony. I think I think it's gonna win. Yeah, I'm surprised that you know we're not getting we, we won't see Pig for Oscar fan vote of the year for that Oscar. That been that would have been a better vote than Cinderella. Camilla Cabello. Well, That's the rumor. We can still vote. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Twitter. Hit, hash, Every, all of our listeners definitely vote for Pig. If we could get yeah. that to win that award. Yeah. I'm going streaking. Oh, yeah. Going streaking. Oh, yeah. There we go. They're coming. They're following. Okay. All right. Our next one. Let's go to the editing. Let's go to the editing chair. All right. We have five films here. We got Fonzo Goncalves for uh, Ciara. Ali Greer for the Nowhere Inn, Lauren Hathaway and Nathan Nugent for the Novice, Joey McMillan for Zola, and Enrico Natalie and uh, Natel, I think, for the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. So, I'll kick this one off here. Um, I'm thinking I'm going with uh, the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain for my fifth spot. I again, other than that lead performance, that's the only thing that really was that I kind of really liked about it. The editing's fine. I just it, it just feels kind of clunky to me. And this is kind of just put together. So 
It's my least interesting edited film. Yeah, that's my number five as well. It, I don't know. I mean, it's shot in like a really small space and it does feel claustrophobic to an extent, but I just, I I mean, I just don't like how, how they, how or why they were telling that story the way they were doing it. And uh, I think that is like a a detriment to the editing and also just like the filmmakers in general. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Number. Yeah, number four, I'd probably go a, a, a Syria. I think it's um, a Syria. It's a really good like movie again, but the editing is not something that I like really remember. I just remember like kind of the, the more of the story aspects of it. Uh, but it's it's a, it's a good movie. I just I like definitely liked it better than my last choice. But the other three for me, it's just a little way better. It's a little notch above the, this this current editing for us, a Syria. I've said it like four different times now. That name, I, I do not know how to pronounce it. <laughs> anyway yeah that's actually in my number four as well it's yeah i mean it, it, it's not flashy editing it, i mean it, it is a well put together story i just yeah these, these other ones are are a lot more dense i guess is it <laughs> to say the least yeah all right uh number three on my list i'm, I'm going with the nowhere in uh definitely a feat and i get why this was nominated for the editing there's a lot of things they do with this one uh and it's there's a lot they packing up a bunch a big punch here but again it's it's, sometimes it's more style over substance and uh, i think that's what the what it was and there's a lot of style with this editing but i care about the substance a little bit more on the other two yeah i mean in a category that you have Zola, this is it's it's shocking that you have something that has more editing than Zola. Like the like the nowhere in is it's like Bohemian Rhapsody or something and like how like and, and like how many cuts there are and how 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 much they're packing into one movie. It's not necessarily something I was into, but uh, the the editing it is I mean it is pretty impressive because it does make it watchable. Yeah, watchable. Yeah, that's a good point. Dakota Johnson sighting number two. This podcast. Yes. Surprise! It's so weird that she was in that movie. But all right. So this is where it gets going to be tough. Um, and I hate to put my like. This is why I'm voting for this one. And then I need it because this one needs to get something too. So we'll. we'll I'm going to go with Zola as my number two pick here. Ah, oh, it's such a greatly edited movie this this Zola has definitely grown on me so much more and the more that we talk about it the more i want to rewatch it um and but the that editing is really dang good there's a lot going on here but there's a this like we're saying it's not just all cuts 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 there's actually something going on there's a reason for the cuts there so uh sola it, it probably should be number one but I, I i like my number one choice quite a bit yeah, uh, I mean, I guess I could talk about Zola. Zola is my number one, but I'm, I'm obviously we have the same one and two in different orders. But like Zola is so crazy because it is frantic how how it's put together, and it makes it just like a blur of a of of a movie to watch because you're just so into it that they have, you know, bringing the tweets in. They have like all these different things. There's like backwards and forwards in time, and it it, it is it is bonkers to watch, and it's. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's my number one. It's, I mean, it's the most impressive thing, maybe of the entire movie is is how it's edited, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I mean, it 
yeah, no, I can't imagine what, what putting that together was like. Yeah. So there's, there is a lot going on. And like I said, I really love it. But for me, the novice is something that, like I said, I loved Whiplash too. And that editing was fantastic too. And it has such a resemblance to those films. And those two films definitely have draw comparisons in my head. And I was I was so close to putting novice number one, but I made myself watch Mass before we did our top ten. So that's why it, that's why the change there. Uh, for me, the novice is something that it the time went by so fast in that movie, and I was just engulfed in that story and in the, the every little thing that they put into it and the different scenes they cut to and edited it in there. And that's why I'm, I'm going to give the slight nod, um, slight edge to the novice here. And more yeah, the novice Adam's is... personable taste. That's why I'm going with it. It needs yeah, to like win the... something, damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like the novice a lot. And well, but to me, what this stood out to me was other things. Like, I, I think it is beautifully shot. I think the cinematography is great. I think the sound is some of the best, like, sound mixing of the of the whole yeah. year and sound editing. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it is really like a, a great film especially an independent film that could that could get like lower below the line nominations unfortunately it was just completely overlooked and i don't see anybody talking about it unfortunately but it's a you come to almost sideways to see it number number two on adam's list and that's where we talk about it <laughs> is it gonna win though it, it this is zola right it's all it's gotta it, win this. it's zola yeah i i yeah it's definitely zola it, it, it's it, it's between these top two i would think i hope so i mean the novice did, was nominated a lot uh, so I, I think that if it's going to win something, it might be this one. But I, I just can't see a scenario where Zola is not <laughs> yeah. is not winning editing. The only thing, the only competition I see where like Zola and Novice are really competing for the next one uh, is lead actress. I think that's a battle right there. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. I, I can't have to look at the category again. I, I, one category at a time, Adam. Um, anyway, um, what biggest shocker if? Uh, if some another film wins here, who would be like, why? Why did that win? What would be the biggest shot? One of the other three? Yeah. Would, would I mean, I, I honestly, I like the killing of kind of Chamberlain could, like, there is a scenario where it could win. I mean, this is a, it's a really highly rated movie, and uh, obviously, True. the. A good point. I don't know how much the voting body loves it, but I mean, the fact that they gave it this nomination is something, and it is a very preachy movie. Yeah, people do like those ones at times, don't they? <laughs> All right, so I picked editing. Where where are did we pick which gonna win? Yeah, the novice or soul is probably gonna win. But um, um we go to best first feature. There we go. Best first feature, where is it? All right. Oh, there we go. First feature. Oh, I love this category so much. We have seven days, holler, queen of glory. Test Pattern, and Wild Indian. All right, Todd. Number five for you. Uh, the, see, this is difficult because, I mean, I my number five, I have Holler. And, like, this is the movie I watched the longest ago because I got the screener for this. It must have been, like, June or something. And so I, I remember really liking it. I remember Zach being not as big of a fan of it. And so I haven't seen it since. But I do remember liking it. I just have these other ones really fresh in my memory so i i and this is kind of where it landed yeah. i kind of feel bad about it though <laughs> uh my number five is queen of glory uh that movie's fine i've kind of feel like i've seen this movie before just 
played out differently. You know, the person going home because a, a family member is either dying or dead and kind of refining a group, refining herself. So that's where I have that number five for me. It, it's still really, it's, it's still good, you know, but I just like the other ones a lot. And it's also one of the first ones I've seen too. So that could also be something to do with it. Yeah, that, that is my number four. It's, um, it reminded me of this, that sommelier movie, uh, I think it was in 2020 that, that I saw. I mean, there, there's these kind of movies do come around every once in a while. And I, I, I thought this one was actually really well done. And I, I like, I mean, we were both are fan of, of, of Miko. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's it's my number four. It's I mean it's a movie I did I did like more than you. I, I saw your your rating was lower, and I was a little surprised you didn't give a thumbs up. But I mean, oh well. Well, yeah, I think I really liked I liked more like Miko. I thought he was definitely the best part of it. I wanted to see more of him, and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, that's how. Well, okay, well, that's where we're ending it. But it's I probably I probably maybe it was a little too harsh on it. But at the same time, it's like I just. I don't. Maybe I just watched on the diff day. Didn't connect with me as much. But anyway, uh, my number four is going to be your number five. I don't know. That's Holler. It's the one I've actually seen most recently. Uh, I thought it was really interesting getting into this world. I think kind of want to see more of it. I didn't want the movie to end. I want to see what's going on next. So I, I, it's very entertaining. It's about these, these scrap metal. These these siblings that are pull metal scrap out of junkyards and seeing like this underworld underground world in Ohio of scrap scrappers. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's pretty, uh, pretty much entertaining. And I definitely didn't want it to end. It was kind of felt kind of short. So, but still really a sol solid film. So right forward for me. Yeah. It's one that I can't wait to see the second feature by that director. Mm -hmm. Cause uh, there's obviously a lot of talent on display there. Uh, my number three, I have test pattern. Uh, I mean, we talked about it in the screenplay category as well. I mean, it, it's a um, it's a daring movie to make, especially making it like that. And it, it I mean, I, that movie was made like what three years ago. I don't know how we're just now getting it uh, nominated for awards. That's true. It's also a really short movie, but I mean, it, yeah, I, I I like Test Pattern quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, my number three, I have Wild Indian. Again, another one that I, I think I'm undervaluing a little bit. I think the, a lot of the the uh, performance from our uh, our lead or our supporting character is uh, amazing here. That really kind of elevates it even more. Uh, but well, Wild Indians is another world that you kind of want to go back into. Jesse Eisenberg shows up for some odd reason. Like, yeah, there we go. That that's a great little cameo there. Uh, but yeah, Wild Indian number three here. It's it's a really good, captivating story that. It, kind of be, could be relatable to a lot of people yeah wild indians my number two it i could see at some point that movie getting a, a pretty decent shelf life in streaming if if enough people see it i think that it could uh the algorithm could boost it to the point that a lot of people watch it and i think that it is actually is really widely appealing i that i i think i probably underrated it honestly when i watched the first the when, mm -hmm. when i when i first re reviewed it but yeah yeah, I, Wild Indians number two because uh, there's a really really great movie at number one. Yeah, I wonder what that one is. Uh, number two, I have seven days. No, I'm just kidding. A test pattern <laughs> is number two. Uh, test pattern number two. Uh, this is definitely a daring, challenging movie that uh, is relevant. Um, really relevant, really fast moving film. 
the chemistry between the two characters, the the love and the kind of disdain they have for each other as they go through because of this chaotic event that happened. It is uh, tra- traumatizing at times too. So, but it's, it's a really solid uh, film here. The screenplay, maybe not so much, but it's as the journey that you take with these characters, there is something there that uh, is you definitely, it's worthwhile to watch. So that's where I uh, where, where I have test pattern. I think test pattern wild any I could flip flop though, and I would be fine with it. So, yeah. So um, our number one is Seven Days, obviously. Which yeah. I mean, I reviewed it on the podcast uh, uh, recently, and uh, it's it's not the kind of movie that you would necessarily expect in in this category because it is sort of like a goofy comedy but it's also i i i think i had said that it's the best thing that that has been made about covid because there is not a movie that i felt more was realistic in how it was portrayed with like normal people and uh i mean it is really funny it like it's like it's like mindy kaling movie that becomes something more almost like an Amy Schumer movie it, it, it mm. and but it, at the same time it does have a lot of heart and it it, it is really representative of certain cultures and how, and how how people react to things and uh, and about relationships and it, it it's it's something really profound it feels like a Mark Duplass movie as well and he is a producer and he has a voice in, in the movie as well and I I think Seven Days is a really profound and really awesome movie I'm, that that's probably the biggest surprise I had of any of the movies that I watched for uh, with the for the screeners of this. The very first film I watched out of all these screeners was Seven Days, and I, t- I texted you. This is like when Harry met Sally. This that's where the vibes I get with it. It's kind of like you see, like I don't know, that's, that's the vibe that I got from it, and I, I'm going to stand by it. it. I really love this movie too. Um, now, is it a 2022 movie or 2021 movie? I, I'm putting it as 2022. I think I officially moved it over. It, it's, it's getting a release this and on DVD in 2022. So it's my favorite film this year um, pretty easily. And um, for seven days, it's just like that. The, the relationship here between our actors is, is awesome. We, we've seen these faces before, but now they get the, the lead front and center here. Uh, really worthwhile there and i love mark Duplass there too i watched the interview with him on film independent youtube channel which was really worthwhile to check out uh yeah seven days it had to be my number one i wish they could got more love but only get this one but it, i i hope i hope it wins <laughs> i hope it yeah wins. i mean like i i had said it reminded me of straight up which was the movie last year that was nominated i believe in this category it was either this or best for a screenplay that i was one that i was just I just loved and it was like this kind of really goofy but also really sweet uh comedy and uh it was best for a screenplay that was nominated um and uh i and it's another one that i just nobody has seen and nobody has heard of and it's really unfortunate yeah that that yeah, like you said, I don't think IMDb people or they don't vote on IMDb. DB it's like under a hundred votes, I think. Right? Yeah, I know. Like, how are how are you voting on this category? It, it, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll I, just I, use Letterbox. Come on, I mean, yeah. the, 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 nobody's seen this movie. <laughs> we all use the Letterbox. Yeah, Letterbox is where I keep all my database. Follow me at Adam Sideways. Anyway, have a plug. Anyway, uh, but, but yeah, also I, vote on IMDb. It's very important. <laughs> very, no. Yeah, 
No, I, I signed into. I was like, did I sign in and vote it? I did vote on IMDb for this film, by the way. I did on all these Good. ones actually. So I, I have. I've been trying to do my part to save our movie, movie dumb. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a great film. Go check it out. Seven days. I don't know when it's coming out, but you should watch it as soon as possible. So, all right, let's jump into. Oh my god, what do we have left here? We have the lead director, screenplay, and international film. Oh, let's go with, uh, let's go with, let's jump into best male lead. Let's go to the leads, male leads. Um, we should go, no, let's go international feature. We're doing international feature. Okay. <laughs> We're doing international feature. Here we go. Pulling an audible. Pulling an audible at the last moment here. All right. Uh, number five, Todd. Or number six, Todd. Which one we got? Yeah, because we have six nominees here for some reason. Uh, my number six is uh, Prayers for the Stolen, which is the Netflix one. And uh, it's a movie in Mexico. Yep. I, I It's not, I don't know. It, it, it was fine. There, there are other ones I would have liked to see nominated here, uh, but I know that. I mean, I think you liked this one more than I did, honestly. But uh, yeah, I did. I think we uh, both gave it three stars, right? Yes, I, I believe. Was, I think I was borderline. Th- no, maybe I don't. Great, I already forgot. Jeez Louise, I just sent this in. He just updated this one last week. I think maybe I was three and a half. I don't remember, but it. Regardless, yeah, I was a little probably more. I think uh, films from Mexico hit a little harder, aka New New Order. <laughs> Uh, hit pretty right. hard for me, and that's my top ten. I don't. Oh yeah, prayers for the stolen. Uh, now we broke at three. Okay. Anyway, but uh, yeah, this one uh, I have a little higher. Uh, I won't spoil everything. Uh, spoil anything there, but yeah, that it was just a really interesting uh, story of, of just like a coming of age story here, and then at the the last ending there, just kind of really hits, and it's uh, very true. Uh, my wife came in at the very ending of it, and she's like, "Yeah, that kind of stuff happens." all the time and she was telling me that um our dad um actually like was like one of those town people like one of the vol- volunteer to protect the town and stuff from stuff like that happening where the where they're from too it's it's like so i had even more emotional connection to me and that's where i kind of like it hit home a little bit more why i enjoyed it just probably a little bit more because i had like that kind of like real connection to it so sometimes when movies do that it just when you pull from your your life that you're currently li- your your life then it just kind of can makes it even better for you but uh number two I, I, the more i think about this movie i have or number six on my list number, number two geez. number six i have pebbles uh from uh, yeah this is oh my god why did i do this why is this so low i gave it two stars as well i don't that's another one that you know you jump the gun when you think and then you just have a film hit you it's just a basically a journey between a father, uh, a drunken father, and a son trying to find his, uh, the mom or the wife that has uh, left his abusive, this abusive relationship, and rightfully so. Then that, that dad talk about just one of the biggest jerks of 2021, I think. Um, but seeing that the confliction between the son, because obviously that's your father, but you just you wanted to get out of that situation too. 
but then you're in the out, you're in the middle of the desert, uh, pretty much just walking. And those shots of the feet, I thought Tarantino liked feet, but there was a lot of shots of feet. And then there's like a, then there was like this thing where he broke his toenail, and then he was trying to, I don't know, it was just like this whole thing. But it was it, it captivating at the same time. At first, I didn't really appreciate, but it's one of those ones that have stuck with me. And as I knew this category was coming, I'm like, I should have rated this at least a positive. So. Terry, I'm pulling an audible on the website. I think I'm going to give this one three stars as well. <laughs> as well, this is a, this is a good movie. I think all these movies are really good category. So, uh, but anyway, that's it's my bottom one for some reason. Yeah, well, that's my number five. I I I, I did give this three stars. I, I I I was pretty taken by it because of yeah. I mean, it is sort of like a journey you're going on, and it, it is sort of grim, but it. I, it's. I mean, it's something that yeah, that that was that did stick with me after watching it. I, I love the son when he's like holding that little like shiny like thing and he's like burning his dad's back. I was like, oh yes, it's so satisfying. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, uh, what's your number? Uh, your number five there. Well, first, I mean, if if anybody really cares, my prediction for what's going to win best first feature, because we skipped that part. I think test pattern oh. is going to win. That's right. We did. Jeez. Yeah. Test patterns. What I have actually winning too, but yeah, test patterns. What I have, I think that's okay. rightfully so. Anyway, shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what I'm going to number four. Did you five. number five? I, I, I said pebbles is my number five. Oh, that's right. Uh, my number five. Petite Maman. I have Petite Maman. Mm. So I, I really like this. I, I first I didn't know what was going on to be honest with you, um, and I was just like, wait, those look they look so. Is this like an alternate reality? Like what's going on? And then I was like, wait. And then I was slowly putting the pieces. I'm like, no, that's your that's your mom. I was like, wait, wait, what? And then it kind of clicked on me. I was like, I didn't know where it was going, and I was like, man, I don't understand the. Uh, how much love that Todd gave it, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a really solid movie. I I, I liked the uh, kind of the uniqueness of telling this mother daughter story, you know, and uh, motherhood and being a child too. So it's definitely a unique way of story uh, that I definitely need to go back and appreciate a little bit more because I didn't know what I was watching at first, uh, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's because the movie sort of becomes like a Miyazaki movie mm. at some point, and point. It, like. The, this like this like magical otherworldly dreamlike thing that that's going on like if you just go with it like it's gonna take you and and it absolutely took me and I, I I think it's it's beautiful and I think it's one of the best movies of the year but uh yeah that that that's I, I'm sad that it did it did not rank higher for you um, but I, uh, yeah I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you that's good. Uh, my number four is uh, Parallel Mothers, which I mean I'm, I'm a huge Almodovar fan. I, I've I've had several of his movies that have ranked in my top 10, 15 of the of the years. Parallel Mothers is a really good movie, and it's it it is a fantastic performance by basically everybody. But I mean Penelope Cruz especially. Like it it, it reminded me most of Talk to Her. In in if if you're talking about Almodovar movies, it. He just has a way of of writing female characters and writing these kind of stories that just make it something that would seem like a soap opera and not quite feel like it and just feel more lived in. And and Parallel Mothers is a really great movie. Uh, It just shows how great of a category this is that it's number four. Yeah. 
that that's true. Um, I got number four. I got prayers for the stolen here. Uh, pretty much, I just kind of talked about it, but I, I really just got into that world, had an emotional, um, a personal connection to it, made it me really like it. But the other films are just a little bit better, a little bit better. They're all really good categories here. So, prayers for the stolen for me, number three or number four. My number three is compartment number six, which, uh, I mean, it's like the road trip movie, I guess, of the of the group, and uh, which where when you have a movie called Drive My Car, uh, but uh, compartment number six is a movie like I I, I really like the characters, I really like the uh, the uh, how they relate to each other, and it, it's these kind of movies are sort of an easy sell, I guess, because um, it, there's a reason why road trip movies are like one of the most like. Like they, they keep going back to them in in movies, but uh, compartment number six is really profound, and I, I, I mean, in a normal year, this it would be winning this category. I feel like that's a good, yeah, good call there. Um, that's gonna be my number three here. I, I just watched it this week, so um, it's one that I've been meaning to watch for a long time, though. But just it's it's sometimes tough to because I have to put my headphones on while watching the laptop when I'm dealing with like. A kid coming home from school and get get into that mode where I'm able to sit down and I finally was able to do that and uh yeah it was a really good kind of really awesome road trip movie here that it, it just kind of got into it and I really got invested in that film so it's number three for me for sure and I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit okay my number two is uh drive my car uh I love I mean oh yeah duh I, I get it <laughs> I was like, "What's your number one? Oh, yeah, we already talked about it. <laughs> I, 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 I love driving my car, and it, it's, it, it is so just impressive. Everything about that movie. I mean, it's something that I feel like is something that you would be more like fond of, or like you would like be more impressed by than you would have actually really liked the movie. But I mean, there, I, I mean, I, I was enthralled for three hours watching this movie about like grief. And it's it's really atypical about how it does anything, and it's just it's beautifully shot, it's beautifully written, and uh, I'm gl- I'm glad it got all the love at the Oscars that it did. Um, yeah, yeah, great. So the the next two movies have definitely connected to me. I've seen them. Um, I, I saw Parallel Mothers last week, and that's my number two. I believe this is my very first film that i've seen of this director's what was his name again i know i'm gonna butcher it pedro almodovar yes uh so this is my very first film that i've i've seen of his and i know i need to see, go back and watch pain and uh, pain and glory and other his many collaborations with penelope cruz but obviously the oscar uh win or nomination here really compelled me to watch this one and man this guy's away with colors writing really amazing characters and hooking you with that kind of soap opery charm to it uh, because right when they did the reveal, I did the whole thing. I was like, Oh, they switched the kids. I, I, maybe not that dramatic, but yeah, I was, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, I, I kind of had something like, Oh my God, they're out. Their kids are out of the room. I, are they going to do something here? And just seeing that whole journey you take with these two mothers, uh, Penelope Cruz, man, we need more Penelope Cruz in movies. Like, like she was, she needs to get her, her own, uh, renaissance there like she she's still a thing but we just need her more of her i think yeah well she's always gonna have a role in a one of our movies i mean she, she's true. been in a lot and all the way i mean she was nominated for volver and uh 
a lot of our movies are just in their own their their own thing. Like you can never count them out in, in any awards race. I mean, he won best original screenplay for Talk to Her, I and mean, he won best international film for All About My Mother, which is my favorite of his movies. He just he he's one of a kind. Yeah, I definitely need to make that kind of stuff happen and watch more of his movies because I'm 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 kind of hooked with this this first outing here. So definitely definitely looking forward to rewatching again. Yeah. My wife came in halfway through the movie too, and she got hooked on it too because I saw her phone start going down and she was actually paying attention to it and wanted to pay watch. We were talking about it afterwards, so yeah, we may have to watch this one again. So number one, yeah, it's Petite Maman, uh, <laughs> directed by Celine Siama. And I, I think it's I, I think I said it's the best thing that she's done. It's uh, it I don't know. It's just this magical little like seventy minute movie that I, it almost doesn't really feel like a movie. It just feels like this 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 really interesting, different thing that I watched, and uh, I, I just kind of floated away watching it. I don't know. Yeah, and I. Yeah, definitely. That's another one that I just want to kind of rewatch now that I have I know exactly where it's going. I just want to be swept away back into that that world again. So it's another one that it's criminally short. It's it's criminally short. I think. Yes. There's more to it. Uh, those two young actresses are. I was really. They did a really good job in that movie. Uh, but I'm taking the low hanging fruit. My favorite one was Drive My Car. Um, the older I get, the more movies about grief I tend to like uh, uh especially somebody that you know ha- struggles with you know emotions at times with anxiety and depression issues it, it grief movie like these kind of movies like just hit a little harder for me uh obviously different situ- situations but being like com- in this world and seeing the, the complexities of the characters and their the, the thoughts and stuff that they're able to do it I, it's my favorite it, it's not quite top 10 for me but it's in that 15 range along with parallel mothers that they both have crept into that 15 to 20 range at least so i will say actually i said 10 to 20 range i should say so it's though that that top 10 fluctuates right there but i think we could both agree it's going to win yeah it's going to win yeah it's, it's going to win at the oscars it's going to be uh it's going to win so there's a lot of love behind it, but what movie would you like to win here? If it wasn't Drive My Car and there was actually only five movies in this category, which one would you like to see win? Well, I mean, I, my number one already was Petit Maman. Okay, good <laughs> point. I mean, good point. I mean, if I mean, I, I do, I do love Omotovar. I mean, if he if he if he wins, I I'm gonna have no problem with that because I could see a scenario where it somehow does um, make a, a last minute surge. Because I, I mean, even stuff like Pan's Labyrinth loses with like several dominations, you know, and it loses to the lives of others. I mean, these kind of things do happen, but not necessarily the Spirit Awards. Yeah. Um. So, what happened to Parallel Mothers in the international feature race at the Oscars? It wasn't uh, submitted by Spain. That's so it was not eligible. Well. Great, great decision. Yeah. There. Yes yeah awesome yeah it's kind of like a portrait of a lady on fire and i mean being the wrong submission for an, another country uh france anyway yep. yeah anyway let's move on to the next one what's your pick sir uh, i guess we should probably go to best screenplay yeah that's a good let's, let's do it let's do it okay finding it real quick here best screenplay this is a tough category i think um but we have come on come on by mike mills 
The Last The Lost Daughter by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Swan Song, not Terry's number two film, but the other one by Todd <laughs> Stevens. Uh, Together Together by Nico Beckwith and Zola by Gen Z. Um, Oh my gosh. Janixa. Janixa, bravo, and Jeremy O'Hare's. I don't know why that blurred together down there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll kick this one off here. It's uh, number five for me, Swan Song. Um, it, it It's it's good. It, it talks about loss. I just talked about grief, and there's another movie about grief, but I just it didn't really connect to me as much as uh, an aging hairdresser wanting to go back and re-wrong some rights there. Um, uh, so for me, it's uh, it's it's the weakest for me in this category. I liked the other ones just, just, just more. And I just enjoyed the stories a lot more there, uh, but it, it's still a solid movie. It probably is. It's a probably a positive rating. It's like on the fringe for me. So I gave it 2.5, but it's on the fringe for being a positive. Uh, my number five was come on, come on, which is a movie that I feel like I wanted to like more than I actually did. There are moments that I'll, I remember, and there are things that I that I was I was drawn to. I mean, I think Joaquin Phoenix is great in it, and the and the kid Woody Norman is great. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, the screenplay I was I wasn't necessarily that impressed. I'm not really a Mike Mills fan. I mean, I think that we've made that clear over the history of this podcast. But uh, this was this was like a subdued Mike Mills, and I just don't. I don't know. I, I wasn't. I think I gave this a mild thumbs down, honestly. So. It had to be my number five. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. That's going to be my number four. Um, again, I liked, I think it's a little overrated. A lot of people really love the film quite a bit. I've seen this like in the top 10. This was uh, one of my uh, friends who also was on the pod. I interviewed one time. It was like his number one movie of the year, which uh, maybe that connects w- with Mike Mills a little bit more than maybe I do. Joaquin Phoenix and the, the, the really, um, his chemistry with the young uh, child actor here, uh, really awesome i liked their kind of relationship but just for me it just maybe i don't connect with mike mills fan uh, movies as much i need to look at more of his filmography i don't think i've seen that many if maybe this was my first one and just didn't hit me uh like the other ones on this list so number four my number four was together together which is a movie I again I, I saw way before I saw the rest of these movies, but it's one it's one that I liked and the one one that I thought was quirky and interesting, but it's not one that really stuck with me at all. So I I had to kind of rank it lower, but I'm at the same time and it, it is kind of had the unfortunate uh, fate of me having watched it for this back. Yeah, that's my number three uh, for this category. After watching the amazing Cedar Rapids, uh, going straight into that one, two to get together. I want to hang out with John C. Riley in Cedar Rapids, mind you. That that guy just needs to. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be a fun guy to hang out with. But anyway, together, together. I, I really like the the movie quite a bit. I have, uh, I think Ed Ed Helms and um, I'm trying to remember her name. It is right there. Um, Patty. Patty Harrison. I thought they had good, really good chemistry. I liked their relationship. And Ed Helms just wanted to have a kid. That's uh, beautiful. Oh, man, again, another movie that the devastating ending. I wanted to see what happened next. And now it's just mind games for the, for afterward. But uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's number three for me. Cool. Uh, my number three is Swan Song. And 
don't know. I mean, honestly, I kind of think this is a better swan song, but I, it, the, the, it, it's it's a really weird movie. I, I don't, I'm not really sure I've seen anything quite like it. And Udo Kier is is a really atypical kind of uh, nominee from uh, for the Spirit Awards. But I mean, yeah, it's it's about an old hairdresser. It's kind of kooky, but it's also really sort of sad. It's it's an interesting movie, and I I, I appreciate the movie. But I yeah. mean, th this this category is kind of all over the place. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything here, isn't it? <laughs> Ah, get, this is where it gets a little tougher here. Screw it. No, what did I actually? No, no. <laughs> I want to switch it, but I know what I already voted for. Uh, number two is Zola. I want to say this. I can't switch it. I have to vote. I did vote for Lost Daughter. But uh, Zola, uh, for me, uh, it's another one that that movie has, has grown on me the more we talk about it, too. It's like it, maybe it is the best story, best screenplay, a little bit of everything here. But yeah, this is a crazy movie. Like we talked about the editing and how rapid it is, but there's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. This story has to cover from based off a Twitter thread, it's uh, or a Reddit thread or whatever. A lot going on, but Sola. Uh, if I didn't think uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal deserved uh, the screenplay here, uh, I think there's, um, you know, Sola should win. Probably, probably I would be perfectly fine if it won. Yeah, well, I mean, this is okay. So yeah, I mean, I have Zola number one, so I'll just talk about it now. I mean, it it's one of those, it's one of those things that it, it's like when 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 we saw Argo or something that that is just like this is clearly the most complicated thing that you could possibly put together, and that that's what Zola is. It, it it's it's all over the place. It is really specific, but also sort of like bizarrely relatable and like broad at the same time i don't know i zola is, is its own thing i mean it it's a crazy movie and i i love i love every bit of it and that's why i voted for it but i mean i i totally get what why you would vote for the lost daughter yeah lost the lost daughter i it was i i said on the podcast that it was an interesting choice for a first film with maggie gyllenhaal uh or like you know for what she was able to do with this movie but like seeing the complexities of the different time jump and not under knowing what was going on and seeing the different time periods but the screenplay uh it's definitely different and it compared to Zola, maybe not a whole lot's going on but there's a lot of complexities under the surface there you can look at uh i just it, i enjoyed it and i have it let's rank the movie as a whole ranked a little higher than zola and uh, i think just that screenplay just eeks inks out a win here over zola yeah, well, I think The Lost Daughter has probably, a, like, it's probably the more traditional, but also more, like, full and, I don't know, maybe, maybe more would be the right word. Yeah, powerful, thoughtful, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's a, it is a really great screenplay, and I, and I love that it got the Oscar nomination, because it really deserves it, and because it, well, I, I feel like that that material is not would not be easy to adapt at all, and uh, Meg Gyllenhaal proves that she is a real talent, and I, I, I hope that she keeps directing. Yeah, I and definitely writing. think there's some uh, definitely uh, in writing. Yeah, I think there's some in, definitely some stuff that some stories she needs to tell. But what what film is uh, or, or is winning here? Is it Lost Daughter? Is it Zola? What are we what are we thinking? I think Come On, Come On is going to win this. Oh dang, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I mean, because I, I think I think Mike Mills is the 
the biggest name in this group, at least in terms of filmmakers, like Maggie John Hall. I mean, I don't know how she's not. I don't. I don't know how she's not in the best first screenplay, best first director uh, categories. But I, I mean, come on, come on, is also beloved. Like you said, like your your friend has it as a number one of the year or whatever. Like that yeah. that that is exactly the way most people feel about this movie, and mm. I could see it having this like resurgence and in, in, in taking this category not necessarily the other ones but like i think that's that's a real possibility yeah that, i can see that come on I, i'll probably swing to come on come on with that logic right there because it is people you know people vote for it too and a lot of people love come on come on so what the hell let's go for it okay all right what's next uh, are we doing male lead now let's do male lead yep. all right Clifton jo- Collins Jr. for Jockey, Frankie V. Sean for The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain, Michael Grayes for Wild Indian, Uta Kier for Swan Song, and Simon Rex for Red Rocket. Pretty top-heavy uh, category, specifically the one on top, uh, <laughs> I, I would think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if there's ever more slam dunk spirit award winner, it's Simon Rex. Like, there's no way he's not winning this category, right? Yeah, uh, who's winning in our number one is Simon Rex. Is just man, I I would love to have seen his name get called for best lead. There's no way he's not winning. Like, that is the kind of performance that wins these awards every year. It's, I mean, it's it's the comedian that that's doing some dramatic or it's, I don't know. Yeah. Simon Rex is a cardio. Think of the cardio how? that he did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All that bikes. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh my God. Yeah. That Simon Rex is winning this thing. He, he deserves it. That red rocket movie too. Another one that's like fringe top 10. Like it's just a good movie. The more you think about it, it's, it's, it's great. I saw him on the, on the Hollywood reporter um, uh, round table. Round and he table, said yeah. that, yeah, he, yeah. He said he, he didn't, uh, he didn't tell his agent that he had been offered uh, or he even been talked to about this role until after they were done shooting because he knew he would t- talk him out of it. <laughs> nice. Good. <laughs> it's like, awesome. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just got done shooting this Sean Baker movie. Like, yeah, like whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Simon Rex, number one, easily. But let's talk about the other the other four okay. here. Uh I have Udo Kier for Swan Song as at number five here. Um, yeah, it's a definitely a kooky, kookier performance here. I'm just like, well, I don't know. I guess the other ones I just thought was a little bit better. I, I it's I don't the other ones. Simon Rex is the best part of this category. So the other ones are like, oh, uh, wasn't anything tough. Also rounds, right? What was that? They're all just also rounds to to Simon Rex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, my number five, I have Frankie Faison. I mean, I don't really know why. I mean, he probably shouldn't be number five. I just didn't like the movie. But I mean, I've I've been a fan of his for a long time. I just really wish he wouldn't make movies like this. <laughs> you're out of protest putting him in number five. That's what you're doing. Yes. Uh, number four for me, for him. Uh, Frankie, yeah, 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 he was good. Uh, yeah. All right, number three for you. <laughs> number four, I have Michael oh, yeah. Gregorius for Wild Indian. I feel like he was almost a little underplayed, but I I, I I feel like it was effective in a way. But I feel like it could have he could have done it a little bit more with that role. But I, I it I mean it 
it's a, I mean, like a, we've talked about the movie several times now. It got nominated a lot. So yeah, yeah. it did. I definitely think that out of the, the performances, he is, is the weaker one. I think the, the person that played his, him as a kid was probably a little bit more complex. Uh, he, yeah, it was underplayed for sure. I, I like that uh, verbiage there, the word there. Um, so yeah, number three for me is where he, where he's for the fall as well. So. Uh, so my number three, I have Clifton Collins Jr. in Chalky. He was an actor that I've always been fond of, but uh, I, 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 I really wanted to get into this movie. I couldn't. I, I really thought it was gonna be like it was gonna be a movie like The Writer or something like that that I was I was gonna get really drawn to, and uh, so something about it just didn't really click for me. But I mean, he is really good. Uh, yeah. Like maybe it might it might be like in his top three performances, but. Nobody's gonna know that because no, still nobody knows who he is. Like they've been trying to make him happen since like Capote, and it's still like, he still hasn't <laughs> broken through. This is like his first major nomination, if you call it that. Uh, nice. He's yeah, he's really good. I, I this is the first movie I've seen of his, so I, I don't know. Um, that uh, can't I, be true. I, what what, what, what other Let me see. What other stuff has he been in? Okay, well, we're doing this live. Star Trek. searching on air. Here we go. Clifton Star Trek Collins Traffic. Jr. Oh, wait a second. Traffic? Triple Nine. I'm pretty sure you watched that. Wait, no, i never seen Triple Nine. No, I know that. That's like... Top Pilgrim yeah. vs. the World. Wait a second. He was in Star Trek? Crank High Voltage. I've seen... Yeah, yeah. Nightmare Alley. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's is a top 10 movie of the year. Yeah, Nightmare Alley. It was Funhouse Jack. Oh, yeah. Tigerland. There we go, Honey Boy. Seen that one? Okay. Okay. Well, apparently, I, I don't know who Clifton Collins Jr. is. That's probably why I don't <laughs> recognize who it is. Um, Pacific Rim. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, so you've seen a lot. I've quite. Apparently he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really don't remember that. Extract. There we go. Brothers. Seen that one? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should oh. vote for this guy. No, I mean we're gonna vote for Simon Rex. We already did actually, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Audible the last second. Hey, call our votes back real quick. We're gonna put the one in for our hat in the clip for the Clifton Collins for Lifetime Achievement Award. Clifton Collins Jr. for all that those good movies for him. Um, yeah, but he's my number two. I, I I think for for me is that I didn't know who he was until now. I know uh, his his performance was really good. He, he just. Based off, I think everybody's kind of just like in one little category and just kind of like kind of draw your name out of the hat, really. I think there's like clearly the, you know, the one that you put at the bottom and there's those middle tier and then there's like the Simon Rex. It's like just miles ahead. It's like kind of like that analogy in Moneyball. It's like there's like piles of, like I don't know what he said, piles of shit and then here's us or, or whatever, but it's the, the yeah. complete reverse of, for Simon Rex. It's just like here's shit and then the, here's Simon Rex up top. Pretty much. So, sure. but yeah. Clifton Collins Jr. does look like a jockey, though. Yeah, that, that is true. If anybody was going to be a jockey, it would be him. Uh, yeah, my number two is Udo Kier in song, Swan Song. I mean, I, I, I thought that he fit that role really well. And it's a movie I liked. And I don't know. But at the same time, these could have gone in basically any order because Simon Rex is always going to be in the role. Yeah, it's, it's going to like draw your name out of a hat type of thing on those ones for me. All right. Are we doing female? lead here yeah all right we have isabel Furman for the novice Brittany s hall for test pattern patty harrison for together together taylor page for zola 
and Kaylee Reese for Catch the Fair One, a 2022 movie, mind you. All right. All right. Great insight, Adam. Great job. All right. Uh, Todd, what's uh, your number five here? My number five is Patty Harrison. Mine too. Because, yeah, I don't. I don't really remember being impressed by her. I thought that Ed Helms was the more interesting character in that movie. So I, I was kind of confused when 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 I saw this being a, a nominee. So I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, uh, I liked the movie quite a bit. Probably a little bit, maybe more than uh, others. But you know, again, weird nomination without Ed Helms there. But yeah, number five for me as well. She was fine. She's good. <laughs> number four, I have Brittany S. Hall in test pattern um I feel, I feel like she's a little outshined by some of her uh co-stars but it the it, she does go through quite a journey in the movie and she, she's really good like the, it, the rest of this category is pretty tough though mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna go with keely reese but i think that Brittany s hall and her can can flip-flop here uh keely reese does it all just like a, kind of a brutal performance. The, the the downfall for this movie, however, is that it's too short. Like, that's the thing is I want to be more into this world. I want to, like, what happens next? Like, it's another ambiguous ending, possibly. Like, you can, it's kind of faded. Like, it, it's going one way, but it could be ambiguous. You could take it at different ways. But uh, I want to see more of it. And that's what kind of what hurts the film for me. And I can't, can't give it the, the positiveness that I want to give it. But her performance is stand out and I could definitely flip flop between my fourth and third spot here. Fair enough. My number three, I have Taylor page in Zola. Wow. Uh, I I mean, I, she's just, I mean, I, I, there are like five more interesting characters than her character. So, but I mean, she, she is really good and, and she fits that role pretty well. It, I mean, in, in your when you, it's your favorite movie of the bunch. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't give it every award, right? True. Good point. That is good. That's that's arguably a good point there. Um, but number three for me is Brittany S. Hall uh, for Test Pattern. Uh, really solid performance here. Yeah, I think the uh, the guy that plays her uh, boyfriend is deserving to be in this like race as well. It's kind of odd that he's not there. Uh, but she just she goes through a whole lot in this movie, and she's definitely a, a solid performance there that you never want to see what she does next. True. My number two is Isabel Furman for The Novice. Wow. Okay, awesome. Is uh, I mean, I, I, I wanted to put her number one, but I, but I just couldn't. But I mean, that's a really good movie. I don't know why more people haven't caught on to it, honestly. Like, I, I know you are championing that movie more than anybody, but I mean, she, she is great. I think it was the first time I, I ever remember watching her in a movie. But, uh, you not see The Orphan? I mean, I've not seen that movie. If I'm gonna come on and win trivia one of these days, if you guys will not know <laughs> old Oscars stuff, but I'm gonna make you watch that movie anyway. I mean, it, it, is, it is like a grueling performance though and uh, and she is really great so yeah definitely great uh number two for me is taylor page uh for zola now that you do say it though but based off the other characters however it's kind of glaringly obvious that maybe i should have moved, put her down a little bit but yeah there's some other characters like Col- coleman domingo that's clearly a bright spot uh the guy that played what derek is his name like he's yeah Zach's favorite character and of course riley keogh 
and Riley Keough, yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, I know your number one is, and I, I, I'm, I'm actually completely supportive of it too. Uh, yeah, Taylor Page, number two. Uh, she's very beautiful, though. Uh, yeah, she's uh, very. Mm, that is. I'm not going to argue yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So my number one is uh, Kaylee Reese for Catch the Fair One, which is a movie that I I really enjoyed when I watched it. And I guess to an extent, it's similar to our number five supporting female, Ravika Ann Russell uh, in Pleasure, where it's like she's not an actress. Like Kaylee Reese is a professional boxer. But putting her in that role and giving her that room, that room to just like navigate the uh, her performance, like it, she is absolutely convincing, and I, I think that she she could may, maybe be remembered at the end of the year for some some types of, of awards for twenty twenty two. Because I, I mean, I think she is that good. I'm 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 actually a little upset that you you had her number four because I mean this is one of like the true surprises I had watching these screeners. Yeah, as I was kind of, I I really kind of faulted her performance. It sounds like because of the wanting more of it. And then right when I realized that Taylor Page, I, I just automatically assumed Taylor Page was going to be like in your top two or whatever. And then when you it wasn't, I was like, wait a second, he's going to go this with Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Reese for number one. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. She actually is freaking fantastic. Uh, that's, that's a great call, man. I fully on board. That actually movie is really good. I just wanted, I wanted more of it and that's not a bad thing sometimes. So True. Yeah. catch the fairer one. That's the, the sequel. Uh, my number one is going to be Isabel uh, Furman for the novice championing it once more, but I truly believe that her performance shined, uh, outshined everyone else out of this category. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed the journey that I took with her, uh, seeing her deterioration into madness and perf of perfection was perfection on screen. And nice. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yes. I don't know how I pulled that, that sentence out of my hat. Okay. So who's winning this? Because th this this category is ridiculous. We have no Amelia Jones for Coda. We have no Tessa Thompson yeah, too. for Passing. Yeah. We have no... Uh, who who else? Oh, we have no Olivia Coleman for Coleman, the Lost yeah. Daughter. Like dude, these are movies that are nominated all over like major awards, and yet we have these five. Who who's gonna take this, Adam? That's where I kind of I kind of hinted that I think it's gonna be top heavy between the, the movies that got nominated the most, the Taylor Page and Isabel Furman for this category, and but there is a world where I see. Everyone but Patty Harrison winning, <laughs> but then there's a world where she probably could oh. win. Uh, I, I the one I predicted on Gold Derby was Brittany S. Hall. Yeah, and I don't really have a, any good rationale for that other than it was nominated for best first feature and best, best first screenplay, which is a, a pretty decent showing. And here is its 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 actor nomination, and it, it is something that's very timely. I think yeah. they want to give it something. I think it might be here. But honestly, I don't think Taylor Page is winning this. Isabel Furman would be an oddball winner in this category. Kayla Reese, I don't think, has a shot. And Patty Harrison is not going to win. I think it's between... I mean, I, I guess it was a process of elimination then. Brittany Hall. But I don't know. 
I like where you're, 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 uh, how you broke that down there. And I, I get the logic, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, I, 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 the novice was nominated everywhere. Maybe this would be the one it wins, I guess. Yeah, that is true. Where Zola will get more of the other love where the novice gets this. That could be it too. All right. I'm going with the novice then. She's winning it. <laughs> Elizabeth Furman is winning it. Perfect. All right. Uh, what is it? Where are we just double checking everything else? Now we're best director, right? Yeah. All right. Best. Yeah. Best director. All right. We got Janix. Oh, my. Janixa Bravo for Zola. Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Lost Daughter. Lauren Hathaway for The Novice. Mike Mills for Come On, Come On. And Ninja Thineberg for Pleasure. Interesting uh, development here. I like the uh, throw in here. Uh, number five for you there Todd oh no uh, I'll start with off. okay I'm gonna go with Mike Mills for come on come on uh, same yeah so I'm I'm like again the movie is fine I just I, I I actually see him probably sneaking into the winning probably now that we're talking about come on come on uh but yeah Mike Mills it, it, fine direction it's nothing that stood out to me I don't think it it was anything crazy here but that's where I have it uh number four um, I'm going to go with Maggie Gyllenhaal for the lost daughter. Ouch. I, I again, I think it's, I uh, God damn it. What am I doing? <laughs> no, it's again, cool, man. Hey, no, it's my, it's like using the going for the thing. Uh, okay. Maggie Gyllenhaal. I said this in the podcast. It's, it's a weird first film outing and there's definitely promise for her. And I gave it a super high rating too. But the I know, but those, those were top ten movies for you, no, right? Or potential top ten. Potential top ten, yeah. Someone has fallen off since, but uh, but yeah, that's it's another tough, tough, tough thing too. I just think one of the directors did some interesting, daring choices. The other one just made a really some crafts some really good movies. So, uh, anyway, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is uh, Ninja Thyberg for pleasure, which not not necessarily because I I wasn't a fan of the movie necessarily. I I just think that that kind of story is really provocative but i don't know that it's that difficult to do she did a lot of interesting things with it and i i mean i respect it a lot more than i respected mike mills for just making a generic movie but uh i i think i think ninja ninja thyberg is a talent and i could see her making a great movie but i just think that pleasure is just it's more the idea of it more than the actual execution of it. Would that come down to the story telling of it or the execution no. of telling that story? Well, I mean, I, I don't, I, maybe it was more the text than I, than I actually was uh, impressed by the, the director. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm just arguing for argument's sake, I guess. I know because you, I know because you really like the movie. I get it. <laughs> Number three, Janiska Bravo for Zola. There's a lot going on, but that I think the editing is definitely the the, the standout here. But she crafts, she crafted. Oh, I just made an argument for one art director about the story, and then I. <laughs> anyway, but no, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's where I have her. Sola uh, Janiska. Yeah, Janiska Bravo is my number three. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
she's the one that put it all together. The I mean, eventually, at some point, the writer director has to get the credit for being like the the sole person behind the movie, and that's the director. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I it's one of something that it's hard to imagine it being shot or done a different way. So, yeah, true. But number three, because I don't know, I feel like the other ones are a little bit more difficult. All right, number two for me is Ninja Thyberg for pleasure. Uh, again, I just think that there was something here that any a different person uh, may have done some different liberties with the story, or done, you know, trying to glorify certain aspects of the industry there. That I just thought that I don't know. I, it's definitely not a top 10 movie. And again, I go with like, I, I definitely want, I just, I just saw this awesome, this movie. And I definitely was gut instinct to do a last minute switcheroo at the, for my number 10 spot. Totally understand that uh, for my, me. Uh, but yeah, for me, I think there is something with her direction where there, I think that she has an even better movie in store at, at some point. Um, but yeah, she's in my number two. Yeah. Hard to argue with that. And I understand the feeling. I'll do better. Um, my number two, I have Lauren Hathaway for mm. The Novice. It, it just feels like a movie by a way more polished director than somebody I've never heard of. You know, I mean, it, it feels like it could have been a like a early David Fincher outing or something like that. Like, there's something about the look and the feel of that movie that just feels more more polished than than than, uh, than somebody making one of their first movies. So it's yeah. definitely impressive. Yeah, definitely agree there. That I means my number one would be Lauren Hathaway for The Novice there. I, I Again, very polished film here. I didn't really quite realize that it was one of her earlier works, which is awesome, but definitely felt like just something that is well-conceived, uh, well-crafted, and just well-executed in all fronts there. Um, and there's just something about it that just I will always champion, and that's what I, I try to be uh, – balance but at the same time as i can't overlook the fact that that is just some of the really concise like editing and uh, story beats that this movie was able to pull off so lauren hadaway does the helm and she gets the my win there well now that i look at it it's actually her first feature length movie she had one short but she has been a sound oh wow editor on for like tarantino and uh and for uh, wow Ava DuVernay and Angelina Jolie, and she was a sound editor on Whiplash. Like, oh, so, so no wonder the comparisons are very similar. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I I don't know how I did not know that. So, All right, well, there we go. Perfect. So, tell us All about right. Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> well, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I mean, it, like again, a debut feature, and it's. It just it it feels Hitchcockian. It feels something like like a I don't know. I mean, I don't know the the modern director that would that actually would have done something like this. It it feels just different and feels bigger and more important than someone is going to do with their first feature because it's I, I feel like it's a really difficult material to adapt and it's really I I felt like it worked really well. I mean, it it was close to my top ten of the year and. I would have loved if she got the best director nomination. The Golden Globes got gave her that, which I thought was kind of random, but uh, I appreciated it. And uh, the one good thing they did this year. Yeah, good. 
Yeah, that was a weird show. Any, um, not even a show, just a weird. Yeah, here's the winners. Yeah. Uh, who's winning this category? It's, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal, isn't it? I think it's Maggie Gyllenhaal. I'm okay with it. I'm happy with that. That would be a good win, deserving win there. Okay, no good reason. I probably should have had her at number three, to be honest with you. But yeah, the, the top, the four directors here definitely uh, did some really good work. At least the top four, anyway. Well, I mean, in the, there is a scenario where this could all be just a sweep for Zola or something, right? I mean, this could be like when Eka Gems won basically everything. I mean, it, Zola could win director too. It's, I don't know. It, yeah. Predicting these awards is is the, the hardest thing. Yeah, because you never you never know. You never know for these ones for sure. Like when the farewell took best picture, like it it, it was like or best feature, it was like, wow. Yeah, those from that that it beat Uncut Gems, right? Like Uncut Gems won everything but best feature, isn't that how that worked? I think maybe I double check that. Yeah, can't remember. It felt so long ago. Even though right? the... Yeah, yeah, that was that was how it went. Yeah, weird. Okay. All right, last one. Best feature. All right, we have Assyria. Come on, come on. The Lost Daughter, the Novice, and Zola. I come down to the last last one here. Todd, kick it off. I mean, I'm just shitting on come on, come on, but I mean again, that's my number five. It's just a movie I didn't I didn't I didn't connect with as much as other people did. Maybe it's my experiences aren't similar to the characters or something, but I mean I Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, it's a solid movie, but again, it does it doesn't really feel like it belongs with these other these other movies so it's a different kind of movie yeah i um i think that that's what i'm going to go with too i remember five i would have loved to see wild indian in this category just that would have just been really sweet instead of come on come on but uh yeah but that was that was the that uh, they actually put in the right categories the first feature which they i guess and now they should have done with both the lost lost. daughter and the novice yeah I don't know. I yeah. It, I don't know how they screwed that up. <laughs> Somebody screwed up. They're getting fired. But no, come on, come on. For number five. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is good though. That's what I'll say. Number four I have is uh, Chiara. I mean, we, we we've talked about it a few times now. Yeah. yeah. Number four. It's, yeah, that's I'm right right there with you too. Okay. Yeah. Number three is where I have the novice. Which, like I said, it doesn't really it doesn't really feel like a movie that that uh, is a, a a first feature or something that it, that would be nominated to Spirit Awards. It's just a it's just a really good movie, and um, like you said, I mean, yeah, Whiplash is the perfect comparison. I don't, I, I don't know how I didn't think of that before. This is good. This is tough, and you're gonna say like, "What the hell?" How I have ranked and voted. I, obviously, the novice is something that I, I personally love, but the novice is my number three. Wow. So, yeah, I would. I, I I tried to not have my personal opinion. So you didn't vote head. for the novice. No, I'm just kidding. The number the novice is right here in my ranking. It is number one on here. <laughs> I'm trying to be subjective. No, I did vote for the novice, but um, I was trying to just throw a curveball at the last second. No, I have uh, Zola here at number three. 
have Zola at three. Uh, this is where I had to go down through my my personal ranking here on that. Um, I did give it a three. It's a high three star film though, but um, the other two films, I think just there was some polish there too. And I, I think maybe just connect a little bit more on a story aspect of it, not just a fun, entertaining ride. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Okay. My number two is where I have The Lost Daughter. So apparently I just spread the love around here. Uh, but uh, the, Lo the Lost Daughter is, I mean, it's just a great movie. It doesn't feel like an independent movie. It just, I and it doesn't really feel like a Netflix movie either. It, it's really weird. That's like, weird. That is the weird thing, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love that there is a success story behind this movie because it's just, it's something else, and I don't know why it didn't catch on more, like with with just other audiences. Maybe it's just because it seems so trivial that it's you know, like a, you know about like a doll or whatever or whatever. I mean, it's it's a it's a great movie, and yeah. I would have no problem if it wins this. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't. I'm not 100 sure it is either. But that's why I have the Lost Daughter as number two as well. Uh, yeah, we pretty much we've talked about this quite a bit. I. I honestly had originally I thought I spread the love a little bit more to this movie as well. But when I give Mac, Maggie Gyllenhaal a fourth spot, I don't know what I was thinking there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Um, Lost Daughters, what I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Lost Daughter number two, it, it's it's good. We definitely liked it more than the other guys on our podcast. And my number one is Zola because, I mean, it, it was in my top ten of the year and Watching that in the theater was an experience. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah, it was. I don't even know how to describe it because, I mean, it wasn't that full of a theater, but it's something about being like in that focused of an environment and being entranced in this one, this one really bizarre thing was was something else. And I, I would have loved to see it at like a festival or something, but it wasn't just at a normal theater. Nice. It, it had to be number one. The moment I saw it, I was like, this is going to be in my top 10 of the year. And it's so weird because it's not my kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but then it became your short kind of thing. That's <laughs> at least this year anyway, in this one instance. Uh, my number one is The Novice. I'm not, you know, uh, obviously um, huge, huge fan, top 10. And I don't know. I just, there's everything about it that I just got my heart racing. It made me want to Joe, uh, want me to row crew. Um, <laughs> whiplash made me want to play drums this one wants me to row crew but then it, i'm just not as committed as she is to it apparently so yeah not the novice number one uh just a really intense movie i wish i could have seen it in, in a, a theater that's what I, what i wish yeah that would have been that would have been awesome with all the sound and everything like that would mm -hmm. agree so uh are we gonna agree that zola is gonna win this i'm not yeah I have a feeling it is. I th I think it is, but I don't even know what the alternate would be because, like, I feel like some of the other like main contenders got snubbed. Like Red Rocket, I feel like would have a real shot in Best Feature if it was nominated. Yeah, where the where was the Red Rocket love other than the, other than the two performances? That's the weird thing. Maybe it's because was... he like uh, Sean Baker is just. I mean, he's made his run through the Spirit Awards before. With, his with other Tangerine and uh, Florida Project. And S Starlet, I believe, was nominated here for something, too. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think the uh, winner is going to be Zola with a possible upset. Uh, not upset, but Lost Daughter. 
if Maggie Gyllenhaal wins there, I think that she that Lost Daughter has a, is still in play for a surprise best picture. Possibly, don't see it necessarily happening. I think Zola gets the they split it. I think that's where it's going to go. Uh, but then there could be that sense where the people vote for "Come on, Come on" as well. If the, if that takes best feature, then I'm going to be really disappointed. That that yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that that's kind of a downer to think about now. <laughs> at the very end, they should give us a write-in uh, possibility so you can vote for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Just Nicolas Cage to win Best Picture. Yes. Well, I mean, sure. You're <laughs> doing everything. I, well, I think if they, we got a vote in, I think Pig would have a real shot. Red Rocket would have a real shot for Best Picture. Um, Zola could very well be in there. Um, I, guess, I guess you would kind of have to throw Come On, Come On, because I think if you're basing it on uh, favorite films. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did documentaries. They could throw Flea in the top, the pit, Best Picture, too. And people would probably vote for it. Yeah, true. Well, I mean, an international feature, I know that they... Oh, drive my car, yeah. Well, yeah, they don't allow them to be nominated any other one, but they're and their international feature rules are really weird. Where I remember, like the King's Speech was nominated there because it wasn't made in America, even though it's obviously in English, and once also was was nominated there, so couldn't be nominated anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I, you would think that if they were eligible, Parallel Mothers would have gotten you know Penelope Cruz for nomination here, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, true. I didn't think about that one. It's yeah. a little behind the times in, in how in how they treat those awards, I guess. Yeah, hopefully they'll. Uh, we'll see if they, they change there. Uh, but anyway, any closing remarks, uh, thoughts, final uh, tidbits that you want to throw out there for this uh, this uh, show? Um, I don't know. Well, the, there's a quote in Zola where she says, "You want to know how? Uh, you want to hear a story about how me and this bitch fell out?" It's kind of long, but it's full of suspense. And that's how I felt about doing this podcast with you, Adam. It's kind of yeah, long, full of suspense. It, yeah, kind of, that was definitely a longer Daily Notes episode in a long time. Yeah, for I sure. I did this in an hour. <laughs> yeah, we got more into it. We broke it down, I think, a little bit more, too. But also, I hadn't seen like half of those movies at that time. We recorded that. I remember. That's true. And we did the TV part, too. How do we do that? I, I did the TV part. That would have made it longer. <laughs> yeah, geez, Louise. Yeah, uh, I haven't even seen Squid Game, so I didn't really watch the TV. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> that's our quick, uh, our not a quick show, our our long but fun show of that. Uh, all right, so come back next episode, everybody. We're gonna hit, we're gonna I'm gonna share my thoughts on the movie Uncharted. I know it's gonna be a week late, but who cares? At least it's out there. And then we're also gonna have Todd back, and we're gonna talk about the 2007 film from a few weeks ago. I spun this mystery wheel. We're going to talk about Grindhouse. Really excited to talk about uh, both of those films there with Todd, the master, the guy that I absolutely knew that I had to get for that episode. I'm pretty stoked. Blind Spot is checked off. So, pretty stoked. Awesome. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show, everybody. Until next time, keep watching movies, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Sorry, Terry, for butchering it. <laughs> <laughs>